When used correctly, curiosity can show your partner that you care about how they feel, what they want, and their experience of the situation. And it creates a safe space to openly communicate for the sake of repairing and reconnecting, not proving that you're right, not showing them that they're wrong. But curiosity is only a good thing if you're genuinely curious and wanting to learn. Otherwise, your curiosity can actually come off as something else in disguise. Have you been frustrated or annoyed by something your husband did and immediately ask, why would you do that? Or what were you thinking? But if you stop and think about it, this kind of curiosity is actually judgment. Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. As a marriage coach who's married with three kids, I know how easy it is for marriage to take a back seat. But unlike your parents' marriage, your marriage can feel good while raising kids and doesn't have to feel hard. It can look like having each other's backs, even flirting and looking forward to spending time with each other. And I'm here to help you. So join me here each week as we dive into what it takes for your marriage to become something you enjoy again, from how to handle conflict better and bringing that spark back into your relationship. If you're ready for your marriage to feel good again, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. Hey, everyone. How's it going? It's been a really long week here. It's been actually a long couple weeks here. Um, We've had some really big life changes, which I will share a little later. Um, But it all sparked something that I felt needed to be shared. And through all these big life decisions and life changes that have been going on over here, it has really shown me and my husband just how different our marriage is now today because of what we've grown through because of the skills that we've developed. And so I wanted to come here and share with you what you can do to get through arguments faster and come out of them stronger as a couple. Okay. I've got to say, these are my two absolute favorite ways I've grown as a communicator and why I no longer believe marriage has to be hard and communication is such a big thing right when you don't feel like you can handle communication in a seamless way that can feel like marriage is really hard that can feel like you're constantly on the struggle bus when it comes to disagreeing and how to get through big life decisions together as a couple Okay, so before I did the work to transform how I am as a communicator, disagreements with my partners would take hours, like long, long time. Okay, if this is something that you can relate to where it feels like you're not going to be done in a short amount of time, you know, it's going to eat up the rest of your night, maybe even into the early morning and totally compromise your sleep and you know that the next day you're going to be like a zombie because of how long it'll take for you to to hash it out for you to talk about this okay or maybe if you're on the opposite end and you're like 
actually, yeah, we just don't even talk about things that I know we're not going to agree on because I know that it's not going to end well. And so we just ignore it and we don't make a decision. We just shove it under the rug and pretend that everything is fine. No matter where you lie on the spectrum, whether you do bring it up or you don't bring it up, either way, it's not good for your marriage, right? Because you're not actually practicing and strengthening your partnership in this lack of ability to make a decision together, to move through life together, like riding the waves of all that comes up through life, okay? So I'm going to be talking about what you can do to navigate through this and be able to breeze through arguments so much faster and come out of it knowing that that time spent was something that helped your marriage, okay? Not just another inconvenience that you have to experience. Like I said, before I learned how to be an effective communicator, arguments would take hours, right? We would talk in circles because we were on the same page. We'd feel confused, frustrated, angry, even alone, and end up calling it quits because we would tire ourselves out or take forever to get a solution and leave the conversation feeling entirely emotionally depleted. And what I've learned about communication is that disagreements don't even have to turn into arguments. It's not like a formula where we disagree and depending on how much I care about it, then it's gonna automatically become an argument, right? That's not true. That may be your experience, but that is not the truth, okay? When you're aware of what you want, you know how to regulate your emotions and you have effective communication skills, you realize that this is not true. Disagreements do not have to be the same as arguments. It's not like the precursor to an argument, okay? Now at the end, I'm going to share a resource with you that will help you be on your way to be able to do this for yourself. But before I get there, Today, I want to share one thing I notice couples need to remember to become more effective and efficient at disagreeing so they can strengthen their partnership and leave the conversation stronger than when they started. Okay, I don't know if you have kids that are like in the Boy Scouts, but I really love one of their rules, which is like, whatever you use, leave it the same or better than when you first used it. And so... I want you to be able to enter conflict in that way. You either leave the same or better, okay? And that one thing that I notice that couples aren't doing enough of is being curious. In communication, curiosity is a good thing, okay? When you have curiosity during conflict, that's what allows us to be open to other perspectives instead of staying within our narrow-mindedness because we can get tunnel vision when we're upset or emotional. Our minds are always ready to protect us. And sometimes it protects us in ways that actually hurt our relationship and take us further away from what we want because it wants us to be right. It wants us to be right. And in marriage, in any relationship, in fact, even with your kids, with your friends, with your parents, and even Bluey shares this as well. My three-year-old loves Bluey. But there's this one story, I think it was Granny's, where Bluey and Bingo are arguing about whether 
grannies can floss, right? Do that dance. And so they're both hoping to be right. And Bluey realizes that their granny can't floss. And so she's like so excited that she's right. And then Bingo doesn't end up wanting to play anymore with her. And so the mom shares, you can either be right or I'm going to change this up a little bit because she said something different. But in terms of marriage, you can either be right or have the right relationship. Okay, when we're hell bent on being right, we then show that we care less about the relationship and we care more about stroking our own ego. Now, with that said, that doesn't mean be a doormat and just agree with every single thing that your spouse wants. That's not what this means. Okay, however, when it comes to our minds, right, we have to recognize that our minds are basing reality on our perception which can be flawed. And we know this, right? I mean, just think back to any conversation you had with your kids and you'll notice how different everyone's perspective can be, even if they were in the same scenario with you. We're all gonna see it differently. We're all gonna think about it differently and experience it differently, right? Like for example, what you think might have been fair between your kids they can easily perceive as the worst possible thing that could ever happen to them and give you a million reasons why what happened wasn't fair in their opinion, right? Curiosity expands your perception of reality with more information. The more information we have, the better, because if we're only working off of our own perception, we're only seeing a small fraction of the whole picture. And when used correctly, Curiosity can show your partner that you care. You care about how they feel, what they want, and their experience of the scenario, the situation that's going on. And it creates a safe space for both of you to openly communicate for the sake of repairing and reconnecting, not proving that you're right, not showing them that they're wrong, right? But curiosity is only a good thing if you're genuinely curious and wanting to learn or gather more information. Otherwise, your curiosity can actually come off as something else in disguise, okay? Now, I want you to think about how many times have you been frustrated or annoyed by something your husband did and immediately ask, why would you do that? Or what were you thinking? Like, I'm raising my hand. I know I have, right? I've definitely done that before. And usually what follows that is immediate defensiveness, right? Their face goes from neutral to offended. Their eyebrows are furrowed. You can clearly tell that they are feeling some type of way and it's not a good way. And they go from being receptive and open to having a conversation to being on guard. So basically, all signs are pointing to the conversation not being well-received or calm or being easy and probably leading to a fight or at the minimum, an eye roll or wanting to get away from you, okay? Nothing that will yield a productive, successful conflict resolution. Asking why and what can be a way to show you're curious and move the conversation forward. But if you stop and think about it, this kind of curiosity is actually judgment. Okay, I'm going to pause right there so you can really sit and think about this. When someone else has approached you like that, 
like your parents, like your spouse. Why would you do that? What were you thinking? Does that have a positive connotation to you? Do you feel like they're thinking of you and giving you the benefit of the doubt? Or are they just in their own emotions, right? They're focused on themselves and how you impacted them, not the whole picture. And they're judging you for your decision on why you didn't decide to do the same thing that they would have done, right? So really, when your curiosity sounds like that, it comes off more like, how can you be so stupid? How could you make such a bad decision, right? And it just doesn't feel good. All of a sudden, it sounds like rejection. It sounds like disapproval. It sounds like, wow, I can't believe I'm with someone who thinks this way, which doesn't feel good. It doesn't keep the marriage feeling strong. And if we think about it this way, we recognize that it doesn't sound so nice. So what does it actually mean to be curious? And how does being curious help conversations move along productively so that you're able to come together to resolve issues as a team and come out of it feeling stronger as a couple instead of feeling like all you did was rip each other apart and still have a problem with no solutions. So I'm gonna share with you how you can be curious in a way that you are replacing judgment with genuine curiosity and what you need to make sure it's helping your relationship rather than harming it, okay? Because that should always be the end goal, to go into the conversation to come out of it better, right? I like to view conflict as an opportunity to grow as a couple. So if you are not experiencing conflict like that, then we got to take a look at how you are doing things and how you're responding and how you're approaching things, how you're thinking of things, okay? So here are some ways to make sure you're being curious to help your relationship have better communication and partnership. Number one, Be curious about why you're getting so upset and what might be the source of your strong reaction to the situation, okay? This could be a number of reasons. It could be an unmet need. It could be you're hungry. It could be you're tired. It could be you're burned out. There are so many different reasons and it's important to know, is this because of you and your current state of being or is this need that you haven't been met, okay? Number two, Be curious about whether you're going into the conversation based on observations that you made or a story that your mind made up about what it thinks happened, okay? When we're sharing our observations, this is all based on truth, not assumptions, okay? You're sharing what you saw, what you heard, but you're not making it mean anything. You're just asking for clarification, Whereas when you are allowing your mind to dictate how you proceed in the conversation, it's running off of a lot of assumptions, assumptions based on your past, assumptions based on how you feel, what you need, your way of viewing life, and also past events that have happened within that relationship. We can make a lot of assumptions, right? Our mind is really awesome in that way that it's trying to expedite how we process things, but sometimes it's not processing it in a way that helps us see the real truth because it wants to be right. Like say you have this inner thought that they don't care about you or that they're not there for you. It's gonna wanna prove that right. And so it's going to completely manipulate 
your perception of what happened. So be able to distinguish between observations and your assumptions. Okay, the third thing is be curious about what you need and focus on being solution-minded, okay? When we focus too much on how we feel and what we're not getting, this can lead to a lot of spiraling and a lot of circular talking. But when we're solution-focused, we are keeping the goal in mind, Okay, like how many times have you been in a meeting where we're like, what is this meeting about again? We went on so many different tangents. I just don't get it. Okay, so in an argument, it's the same thing. Be solution focused because your emotions can easily lead you down different paths that go nowhere. And you want to come out of this feeling stronger as a couple, feeling like you do have a solution in mind. And when you are solution focused, that's leveraging partnership rather than being right, okay? So being able to focus on the right thing can help you direct the conversation to be more productive. The last thing is be curious about his perspective. Give him the benefit of the doubt. You married this guy knowing he's a really good man. So give him the benefit of the doubt. Get curious about how is he seeing things? How is he experiencing things? How is he feeling? What's he wanting? What is he motivated by in this situation? What was he trying to do? What made him choose this choice? Why was it in his mind the best choice available to make? When we can think about it from this way, we can start to offer more compassion and not assume like, oh, they know exactly what we know, or maybe we're missing information, right? They could have been faced with information that made the choice that they made the most appealing to them, the one that made the most sense. Or maybe they were considering something that you weren't, okay? We cannot assume that we know everything that's going on. Now, recently, my husband and I have been faced with a really big life-altering decision to make, which I'll share with you all soon when we're ready. But when the topic first came up, it was not pretty. I immediately reacted negatively to him. I was confused about his thought process and he got really defensive because the conversation didn't go the direction he expected it to. So we were both just not being our best selves in that conversation. We were having a really hard time understanding each other and because we feel like we're on the same page with a lot of things, this was like especially rocking us in our marriage. And what changed the trajectory of our conversation was actually my self-awareness kicking in, knowing what I want, being able to notice the feelings that were coming up for me, regulating them so I can get back to a state of being able to productively participate in the conversation and getting curious by asking him what he was hoping to get out of the conversation. And doing these three things, tapping into my self-awareness, regulating my emotions, and using effective communication skills like being curious, allowed us to really explore the different reasons to do the thing or not do the thing without letting defensiveness creep in because we both felt safe to truly share our dreams, our fears, our thoughts, our concerns that were coming up for us. And I wanted to share this very real life and very recent example from my own marriage to demonstrate how you don't have to get it right 100% of the time. 
I certainly don't, and I'm a marriage coach, right? Learning these skills are transformative for your marriage, and mastering them will help you snap out of the unhealthy patterns that you've grown up with and notice yourself getting into and regretting. And when you are able to do these things, that's what's going to help you speed up arguments that you end up in and help you come out stronger as a couple, okay? This decision process that we are in right now has shown both of us just how strong we are as partners, and it could have easily been something way more stressful and challenging to our marriage had we both not done the work to get to know ourselves better to align ourselves as a couple and have a shared vision and improve how we communicate. If you are like, yeah, we struggle with making big decisions. We struggle even making small decisions. I want to help you by sharing a resource that is free. It is a guide on how to handle conflict with more confidence, okay? Now, in this workbook, it guides you through these different questions to help you get more clarity so that you can enter the conversation with more confidence, more clarity, and be able to work through the conversation productively because you will have already processed everything that you are going through before you receive his information, before you receive additional information from his end. So that way, when you go into the conversation, you're not processing how you feel while listening to how he feels. And then you get overwhelmed and you go into your unhealthy patterns and the conversation just goes to shit. I will drop the link in the show notes. Okay, so summary, self-awareness, regulating your emotions, and acquiring and practicing effective communication skills like being curious can help you speed up arguments and come out of them stronger as a couple. Okay, that's all I want for you. So go grab that guide and let me know if you have any questions. I'd be happy to help you. And that's it for this episode. I will catch you back here on the next episode. Bye. That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. I would so appreciate that. And if you love what I share here, then you're going to love and want to join my free private Facebook community that's also called Marriage and Motherhood. I hope to see and connect with you in there. Otherwise, I'll catch you back here for the next episode. Bye.